Hi, I'm Dr. Nancy, your celebrity medical doctor, and this is Dr. Nancy Knows, the show that brings to you inspiration, hope, and motivation. And you know at the end of the day, that's all free. Listen, we bring on guests that are experts in their field of industry to tell us what they're doing in the community as well as celebrities. So you will see a celebrity or two come through to talk to Dr. Nancy to let us know what they're doing in the community. Remember, we can be seen every week on Star Worldwide Network. We're on all social media platforms, DrNancyKnows.com, Facebook, and YouTube. Today's episode is titled Registered Apprenticeship Program. And if you don't know what that is, our guest up next is William Willie Higgins. He is the State Director for Arizona's Registered Apprenticeship Program. And I'd like to introduce you to him. Hi, Mr. Higgins, how are you today? I'm doing well, Dr. Nancy, thanks for having me. It's good to have you, good to have you. And I know that you've done so much good in our community, not just locally, but nationally and internationally. Can you tell us what you do? So I, I create and develop registered apprenticeship programs for the state of Arizona. Um, we, we're, our office is located within the Department of Economic Security. We're a proud partner of Arizona at Work, which is the, the workforce brand for the state. Um, we create and develop registered pro programs for all 12 local areas in the state, because the, 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 sta the state is divided into 12 local areas under the Arizona at Work brand. Um, we're branching out into a lot of non-traditional occupations and industries anymore. Uh, traditionally, it used to be just construction and registered apprenticeship. So as you have discovered yes. recently, um, we've evolved into a lot more non-traditional stuff like healthcare. I have, I have discovered that. And I wanna just share a little bit of information with our viewers and listeners today about Mr. Higgins and you know he's from he's an immigrant from North Ireland and mm -hmm. he actually uh, was in a registered apprenticeship program for about 22 years as a bricklayer mm -hmm. you've worked your way up from a former to um, a foreman uh, to a superintendent and then a director and so what I love about the apprenticeship programs are that there's so many different types of learners out there in the world and hands-on sometimes just meets the need of more of other individuals that learn better that way. Absolutely. Uh, and apprenticeship thrives on that. And, and it's, it's passing on skills that are created or that have been created and through hands-on. The hands-on learning is the most important aspect of it all. And that's why apprenticeship has been thriving. Every expert was once a beginner. That's our model. That's exactly and so, right. And you, you just, nobody was born an expert, so this is where apprenticeship has been going around. Uh, we love to look up historical facts and stuff like this, but this one is not really a historical fact, but more like a historical rumor that uh, Leonardo da Vinci had applied for an apprenticeship in 1485 and was rejected. My. You know, I don't know, who knew, right? But those are just some of the things that we say, the apprenticeship has been around that long. It's mentioned in the Bible on seven or eight different places, um, just to keep people aware. You know, uh, in Arizona, uh, it's been here, uh, this is our 80th year, we're celebrating 80 years in Arizona. That's awesome. And you know, we are lucky to have you here in Arizona. You sit on a number of boards, and uh, you 
help grow the apprenticeship programs across the nation. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So as a, our, our state is a state apprenticeship agency. Um, the, the nature of registered apprenticeship in the country, it's a bifurcate uh, approach to it. We've got the Office of Apprenticeship, which is a federal government, and then the rest of the states are SAAs, state apprenticeship agencies. Mm -hmm. um, and as part of that group, we have, we've got a group called NASTAD, which is a national association of state and territorial apprenticeship directors. Uh, and I'm on that executive board for the, the rest of the country. And so we have close uh, relations with the office administrator for Office of Apprenticeship. And uh, we have a good, uh, good kind of a rapport with the Secretary of Labor and, and his staff at ETA. Well, you know what? You downplay what you do and, and what boards you set on. And I want to tell everyone that there's only 28 members in that particular board that you sit right. on that changes um, how individuals access the apprenticeship programs. And mind you, it's a registered paid apprenticeship program. And this particular apprenticeship program is registered with the Department of Labor as well. So most of our, our apprenticeship program is approved through the, all, all registered apprenticeships approved by the Secretary of Labor, the Office of Apprenticeship Administrator. Uh, each state is given uh, a granted carte blanche to provide services for their state, you know, based on whatever state plan they, su they submit, you know, so we're all in that same category, which makes us essentially one unit, but people like to have their own freedom to do what they want to do in individual states. Um, the apprenticeship is paid from day one. A registered apprenticeship program is paid from day one. As a lot of people try to tie it in with an internship. Uh, internships are, you know, people approach them dubiously. Uh, they think it's a non-paid job. We don't want people working for free. We want them paid and we want them to gain the skills as they go through their apprenticeship programs because then they get pay increases based on skills gained. And as the skills are gained, you've got a more productive product it gives you as an employer an opportunity of pouring your company culture into someone and nurturing that person to be your next superintendent, foreman, possibly an estimator in your, in your facility, or they could just stay at being, but we wanna give you the opportunity of launching into a career. Well, that's amazing because you know, Dr. Nancy's Medical Training Academy became a registered apprenticeship program mm -hmm. and you know, it's uh, the apprenticeship program, as you said, Mr. Higgins, has evolved from uh, standard types of um, skilled, uh, learned um, trades from like uh, plumbing and construction mm -hmm. and to like a medical secretary or a medical assistant. There's how many programs of apprenticeship programs? In Arizona, in we Arizona? have 241 registered programs in Arizona. And then how many apprentices? We've got 4,160 registered apprentices as of this morning. Wow, and they're growing every day, people. We're growing. So listen, you know, a lot of people are struggling with finances and maybe school isn't uh, their choice, but if it is, they, they have to come up with funds for that. Why not um, choose a apprenticeship program where you could get paid and learn at the same time? And listen, they have a really great ceremony at the end. Every apprenticeship program varies in the amount of time that needs to be um, done to complete the, the course. But 
listen, because it's registered with the Department of Labor as well, um, situations change. And if you're no longer going to be in Arizona, you can take your certificate and, and go to another state and work as well. Oh, absolutely. The, the, the codes that are attached to, we have over 1,200 apprenticeable occupations that have a codes attached to it. And one of the codes is a RAPIDS code, which is our own code. It's Registered Apprenticeship Partners Information Data System. And once a, an occupation has that code and someone completes a program, they have, they have the wherewithal of being recognized anywhere in all 50 states and three territories. Um, the nice thing about get being registered in Arizona, our, our certificate of completion, which is issued by the state, is, uh, is it's the nicest one in the nation, I must say. I really have to give our guys kudos for that. And it's signed by our governor and secretary of state. So it really carries a lot of weight with it. Uh, and so it's, I, I would equal it to the, the college university degree. You know, when you get a four-year degree and get that certificate from them, this is a, comparable to that. Okay. Um, well, listen, if, if some of our viewers or listeners um, want to know more information about your apprenticeship programs and the types of trades that are offered, how does an individual get a hold of, you know, get that information? There's a various channels you can access. You can go to our website at arizonaazapprenticeship.gov, or .com, I beg your pardon, azapprenticeship.com. And uh, if you wanted to do a little more research for other occupations and programs around the United States, uh, go to apprenticeship.gov, and that is the Department of Labor webpage. They've got tons of information, lots of contacts, employers looking for people, different occupations that you can check out, training programs all over the United States. So that's a good one. What do you find the most uh, popular trades currently and or the most upcoming unique ones? I, right now in Arizona, we have experienced a huge push in the electrical industry. I, I would say 26% of all of our apprentices out of those 4160 are in the electric industry, wow. or our utility programs and the regular uh, commercial industrial electricians. Huge push. Still, they can't get enough out there. And uh, obviously, we're experiencing a shortage of skilled workers in all industries and in all fields. So. So listen, it's so important. You know, there's two to three hundred people moving to the state every day, and housing is major here. And we, they all need electricians. Yeah, absolutely. And there's opportunities for all. We don't call them the trades anymore. Um, our our registrar contractors, God bless them, is, is a real advocate for the construction sciences, and it's a good way to attract more female participation in the industry. Uh, and really, when you think about it, it is all science, scientifically backed, you know, with all the geometry and trigonometry involved with it, weights, measures, thrusts and pivots and depths and all this stuff that goes along with it. So we try to promote it that way uh, and try and attract more uh, female participation because that's mm -hmm. something, well, we need everybody to participate, frankly. There's uh, out of 4,160 registered in Arizona, out of 7 million people, I think we, we could do a bit better. I think um, employers need to know more about registered apprenticeship. As I say, it's 80 years it's been here registered in Arizona. Yes. So that's a long time for people not to know about it. 
Also, though, you know, veterans can access special grants and uh, funds for um, an apprenticeship program, and uh, you are affiliated with the Job Corps industry, mm -hmm. I understand, as well. There are certain stipends that individuals can apply for as uh, they undergo and go through an apprenticeship program as well. Absolutely. Um, Maricopa County, our, one of our keynote partners in the, in the Arizona workforce, uh, is the number one uh, workforce development board of providing services for apprentices through WIOA funding and has been for the last 15 years, frankly. The rest of the, the local areas do a really good job of trying to help apprentices, but veterans, um, the beauty about veterans, once a, pro, a, a veteran is accepted into an apprenticeship program, they can access their Montgomery GI Bill in registered apprenticeship program as a housing stipend and not necessarily as an educational stipend, which is money that they can put into their pocket, pay for a home or a car, stuff like that. Um, the Job Corps has grant funding because that's a federal doc or government uh, uh, program. They have funding that follows the student from their Job Corps, which is a pre-apprenticeship program, into apprenticeship proper. So there's lots of funding mechanisms there. Uh, Arizona at work, as I say, once we register a program and an apprentice has been accepted into that program, they can apply for WIOA funding and receive whatever costs that may be associated to help them be successful in the first year of the program. That's the most important part. The first year is where we've identified where the big dropout is. And so to counteract some of that, we've been working closely with our career technical education programs that are all over the state to create pre-apprenticeships. And what that does then, it, it helps to give the, the, the student a focus on the industry they want to move into. And when you have a focused applicant, they're less apt to drop out. Well, that's great. You guys have, uh, sounds like you've thought of all of the things that, um, that can make an individual succeed in the apprenticeship program. Uh, now, listen, what types of qualifications does an individual have to have uh, to be accepted into an apprenticeship program? The basic is just, usually it's a GED, high school equivalency, to enter into an apprenticeship program, and we leave that to the employer. It's up to the employer what they decide to do. We actually encourage that because more, more often in life, a person would need that to go through just, just go through everyday life and fill in out forms and documents. But the programs tend to just dedicate their training and focus to the apprentice on the industry. A lot of our programs are providing college credits for their related instruction. That's nice. Um, Palo Verde Nuclear Generating Station, our, our, our apprentices there all graduate with an associate's degree after four years, and they're making big, big dough. I don't want to say how much, but they're making really, really good money, and uh, they can pursue any the bachelor's degree without incurring the debt. That's the whole thing. They're not incurring any student, lo any student loan debt. Well, that is simply amazing. So for all of those individuals out there that are looking for a different way to learn hands-on while getting paid and graduate with potential college credits and a degree and or in a degree, uh, debt-free, the Arizona Registered Apprenticeship Program um, is one that might be right for you. And they're all across the state, by the way. Uh, listen, thank you, Mr. Higgins, so much for 
all of the work that you've done and you put in, not only locally, nationally, but internationally as well. Uh, you started an apprenticeship program abroad as well. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you're still doing uh, internationally as well? Um, really, we're trying to do, uh, we've, we've had opportunities before, but obviously with COVID, those take a tumble. We were mm -hmm. trying to do cross-national. Uh, we had a, one of our companies here that was working with uh, a company in Denmark and they were going to have apprentices come from Denmark and we were going to send two apprentices there, uh, just international trade thing. Uh, it would have been really nice to get that done. We'll still investigate that as we move forward, but those are kind of things that highlight the flexibility of registered apprenticeships worldwide. You know, the, the, our, the United States is trying to base all of their efforts on what the European model is. Uh, Germans and the Swiss have really got a robust programs, but they're a different kind of funding mechanism which makes them more successful um, and we're, we're playing catch-up so that's okay it's always good to have a goal and uh, we're doing well to reach those goals well thank you again for uh, such great information again for individuals that want to get more information on a registered apprenticeship program here in the state of Arizona what would an individual need to do to get information just go to our webpage. Um, you can contact our office. Our contact information is on there, azapprenticeship.com. You can do a little bit of research on there. There's a, there's a page that references uh, information for a job seeker. If you're an employer, there's information that can tell you what you need to expect as an employer. But usually it's just enough information to get you to contact our office and then have our team help you out with whatever you need. And it doesn't cost anything. There's no cost to you. This is your taxpayer dollars at work, and we provide technical assistance through the duration of your program to, from when you start it until when you, you want to end it. And the last thing that I want to say about the apprenticeship programs is that is from um, a student's perspective, by the way, uh, seeking out apprenticeship programs, but the state also helps employers that want to become a registered apprenticeship program. So there are multiple ways for everybody to win. Thank you so much, Mr. Higgins. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. So listen, you know, another great episode, uh, packed full of information here on Dr. Nancy Knows. Remember, Positive thoughts equal positive results, and if you think you can, you will. Remember, it's not only what Dr. Nancy knows, but it's who she knows. Every week, back at this network, thanks so much for having me.